Hey y'all, welcome to the Spa Strong Podcast. I'm Melissa Ellis. And I'm Royal Ellis. And we're here recording episode two. Yay! Yeah, so today we're going to talk about the focus of Spa Strong, which is empowering estheticians through boundaries, balance, health, and safety. So, why are these points so important? Why do they matter to estheticians? Okay, so... As y'all might know, I've been working as an esthetician since 2012, and these are things that we chose to focus Boss Strong on because they are things that I wish I'd had more of when I not only began my aesthetics career, but like into my aesthetics career. Mm -hmm. I think that if I had focused on boundaries, on balance, on staying healthy, on my personal, physical, mental, emotional safety, as well as keeping my clients safe, that things would have gone really, really well. Not that anything bad ever like happened with my clients. I mean, I did have a client throw up one time. <laughs> I didn't quite throw up one time because I, um, I was using this hand sanitizer that smelled like lavender, and she was pregnant, and I kept. And that was one of the. That was one of the things, huh? <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing her lashes, so her eyes were shut and everything, and I would just spray it like as I would touch something or whatever. And then finally, at one point, and I, she, I should have asked because I noticed she was starting to like kind of go pale a little bit as the treatment went on. And then she was like, "I'm sorry, what are you spraying?" And I said, "I'm spraying this lavender, blah blah." blah. And she's like, "It's making me sick." And she sat up and just threw up. Her eyes. Close. Yeah, her eyes were closed. She had the pads on and everything. And fortunately, I was able to like shove the trash can into her hands just in time. But anyway, did she get that treatment for free? No. No, you still charged her. Well, she still paid for it. Yeah, she hey, still hey, offered hey. to pay for it. So hey, I, I mean, know. I didn't know it wasn't my fault. This is true. Anyway, so but yeah, back on topic. But, that, quite safe. but that should be listed in your like packet or whatever. If you're pregnant. <laughs> And sensitive to smell or something. I learned. Like that. I learned to ask people, like if I ever brought in any kind of candle or um, like essential oil and stuff, I learned to verify with people. Hey, I was gonna use some eucalyptus oil or whatever. Is that something that you like? Would you prefer I choose a different scent or nothing at all? Because cool. I didn't want anybody else throwing up in my spa. Yeah. That was awful. Hey. Anyway, so. Okay. <laughs> Back to the boundaries, balance, health, and safety. Yes. So we kind of just want to break these down a little bit and talk about why, again, why they matter to estheticians and um, whether you're a solo esthetician or you're working at a spa with other people. Um, because, yeah, like I said, these are things that don't get discussed enough. Right. Like when I was in aesthetic school, nobody ever talked to me about staying healthy or about setting boundaries with my clients it was kind of like okay so when your client comes in tell them how to dress down because if you don't they're going to make a mistake or tell them how to lay down on the table because if you don't they're going to just be sitting up on the table naked so so you take an authority like and just like as little as telling them where to put their jacket like where to um, like where to sit where to put their jacket where to sign in or whatever, mm -hmm. like that starts the authority part of boundaries. Right. But, but the thing is, is that what I, when I was taught that in aesthetic school, it wasn't 
taught from the focus of, or from the perspective of, this is your spa, these are your rules, you need to be the authority. It was more like, you need to give the client a little bit of direction here because if not, they're gonna do something totally out there and then you'll have to deal with damage control. So it was more like, you don't wanna embarrass your client, you don't wanna inconvenience yourself, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, hey, you're in charge. And that's something that I think is really important to remember because within this industry, there's this idea that, I mean, obviously it's a service industry. So you're providing services, hopefully paid services to your clients, that there's this idea that you work for the client. So it's all up to the client and whatever the client needs is what the client's going to get. But it shouldn't totally be like that. Like, I feel like you need to think of it as more, yes, you're working for the client, but according to your standards, your rules, your guidelines, your boundaries. So you, you know, if a client comes in asking for an acne facial, but what they really need is, um, I don't know, like an anti-aging facial, you wouldn't be like, oh, well, the client asked for an acne facial, so I guess that's what I'm going to give them because I work for the client and it's my job to keep the client perfectly happy. Can I cut you off? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. That's kind of like in the police field. Mm-hmm. The same boundaries. Like, you don't know how many times, like, I'll be patrolling or driving a police car or just throughout the day, like, people would get angry if I respond to a call and they say, like, you work for me because mm-hmm. I, I pay your salary. Oh, that yeah. line, With I pay your taxes. salary. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but, um, like, we have boundaries too. Yeah. And so it could be as simple as getting a call for, like, I've gotten called for domestic violence and disputes. And they're like, well, you work for me. I pay your salary. I want you here to stop this, to stop him from doing whatever, hitting me, whatever, but I don't want you to arrest him. Mm. It's like, well, but that's that's not what I signed up for, though. Yeah. No, I'm here to do my job. Right. And, yeah, in a weird way, yeah, I'm to protect and, yeah, like, I'm to protect and serve, but I'm not to be, like, kind of like told what to do right like i have to go with by the standard by what it says i have to by do policies. by my policy mm-hmm. and so no can i curse on here yeah you're fine. his ass is getting arrested <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i don't, I don't yeah. come here to just baby like to babysit and stop arguments that's right. not what i'm here for um so yeah in a weird way like in a weird way it's kind of kind of very similar like, right you know? because you as the police officer, as the authority figure in this scenario, you understand the bigger picture. You understand why it is that you need to take him to jail, why it is that you need to book him, you need to have this on record. Whereas the um, the civilian in that instance, they, they don't understand all of that. And it's the same for aesthetic clients as well. They don't have the background and training that we have. They don't understand the bigger picture a lot of times. So that's why as the authority figure in the spa room, we need to be the ones to say, hey, wait a second, I know you're asking for X, Y, and Z, but based on my training, my experience, my education that I've had, the knowledge that I've acquired over all these years, what you really need and what I really need to be offering you is this. And these are the reasons. And it's not just telling the client like, hey, I'm in charge and this is how it's going to be. It's my way or the highway. It's also explaining and educating them so that they can be on the same page with you so that there can be a relationship of trust there and keep them coming back. Exactly. Do you feel like it's the same when you're working in the field? Like you want to leave 
every interaction or try at least to leave every interaction with like a a level of respect between you and the people you worked out with because what if I mean there's a lot of pressure right now in law enforcement yep. with people like hating the police unfortunately yes and so <laughs> so did you feel the need ever to like try to explain things and try to help civilians understand so that they don't leave the situation angry with you yeah I mean but that's I always have to explain yeah like, that's what I do now whether they leave the situation angry me that has nothing to do with me that's a good point nothing to do with that's me really I don't care yeah. I'm going to explain to you why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm here, why whatever. Now, whether you decide to take that and be cool with it is on you. Right. Because frankly, I don't get paid for you to care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. But in the spa industry... Well, you got to take a completely different approach. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You've got to do what you can. I mean, as long as the client isn't putting you in an unsafe situation or like trying to steal from you or manipulate you or anything like that, then it, you need to do what you can to try to create a positive relationship with them and educate them in a serious way, but also kind of a gentle way without being condescending or um, without making them feel stupid for not knowing better so that you can maintain this positive relationship, but also so you can maintain um, your position as the authority figure yeah. and as the skincare person. And I don't want people listening to this and thinking I'm just an a-hole. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm really a nice guy. It's just that like, there's a, there's a lot of times like like there are local like liquor stores in our area. And we go and we talk to them and we educate them on what, what, you, what, to, do, what to do when you see this or how to approach that, whatever. And we're cool. Mm -hmm. But it's just a, a lot of situations that um, I'm just coming in hot yeah. and, and people are yelling, people are going crazy. I'm trying to explain, but while I'm explaining, it's six other people screaming behind me mm -hmm. and I don't have time to be nice mm -hmm. and to get it off gently for mm -hmm. whatever. I need you to understand this and I need you to understand this. Frankly, I don't even need you to understand it. I just need to tell you why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Whether you understand it or not is up to you and your best ability to understand yeah. and I have to get out of here yeah. and I got to go do what I'm doing. But the majority of the time, like when I talk to kids or we go to schools and talk to kids and explain to them like what to look out for, uh, don't talk to strangers, all that stuff. You know, we really we really do try to keep the keep the peace and let people know that we're cool. And we're good guys. And like mm -hmm. we want to build a relationship with you guys because, quite frankly, crime wouldn't be solved if the community didn't help us. Mm, yeah. They need to trust y'all. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, so for the most part, we try. We try to be nice. And we try to talk to them and keep a relationship and build a relationship um, so you can help us fight this crime. Because without, without you guys, I'm, I'm not fighting nothing. Yeah. If you don't tell me nothing, I don't know nothing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so we need to build trust to be able to, for you to let us know that, for us to let you know that we're safe, it's okay. And, mm -hmm. um you know, that we're good people and that we have hearts too and that you can trust us. But yeah, other times, man, for quite frankly, I don't even care. Like, yeah. it's just, it, the situation's so crazy, so. Yeah, I feel like there are so many things that you said just now that really do relate over to aesthetics. And that's something that I experienced so much when I was in the academy was um, we would learn something that, of course, was relevant and specific to law enforcement. But I would think to myself, oh my gosh, 
this is so perfect for estheticians and for when I own my spa. But for example, you talked about how there are moments when basically like decorum is kind of out the window. Not to say that you'd ever choose to be disrespectful, but there are some times when you need to set boundaries right now and things need to go the way you say they're going right now. And there are no exceptions to that. And there were times that I faced as an esthetician where I should have responded in that manner, where I should have said, hey, that's not appropriate. You need to put your clothes on and leave. Or, hey, you can't talk to me like that. Or, I don't appreciate the way you called me out in front of my court, blah, 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 whatever it is. But I didn't do it because I was wrapped up in this, like, this idea of, oh, I'm working in this nurturing and kind and peaceful environment. And I'm just this small little esthetician and I want to keep the peace and I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to be rude. And I don't want to hurt my client's feelings or... I don't want to be the bossy one or the whiny one within yeah. my, you know, around my coworkers or yeah. whatever. And I really did myself a disservice by having that kind of attitude because I kept myself from being safe physically. I kept myself from being safe mentally, emotionally, from being able to maintain balance, from staying like healthy in some ways because I took on so much stress and I took on so many, um, like so many issues that I didn't need to be carrying if I had just stood up, said what needed to be said and set the boundaries that needed to be set. Correct. But I didn't do that at all, which brings us back to boundaries and why they're one of our focus. Exactly. (laughs) Now balance. Well, hold on. Let's talk about boundaries a little bit more. So what, what are boundaries exactly? Um, if you had to describe boundaries, is there a way that you would describe them? Or, so, because for me, like, I I would describe boundaries as, like, a, um, a barrier, like a gate. Like, there's something that lets people know where they can and cannot go. And that can be physically, but also mentally, emotionally, mentally, all of that. You can have boundaries in, you know, physical contact. You can have boundaries in conversation. You can have boundaries... Um, yeah, um, boundaries is a dividing is a dividing line. Yeah, that's it. That that marks the limits of an area. Right. So, um, yeah, man, you need boundaries all day, every day. Yeah. And a lot of you don't even realize how many boundaries you have, but it's just very subtle things. Mm-hmm. Or actually, a lot of you probably do realize it. But in the esthetician, in the aesthetics industry, what I've realized is that there aren't a lot of boundaries. There aren't. At all. So one of one of Royal's favorite pastimes is to get on the esthetician um, like Facebook groups. I oh man. <laughs> I love it. I could watch that for hours. I'll just <laughs> I'll go on Facebook or you know when we have free time and I'll just read through like some of the I'm not gonna mention them on the pages, but read some of the pages and die laughing. But because also, it's ridiculous. Yeah, go ahead. Because it's ridiculous. Like, they don't have boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it just blows my mind. I'm not laughing. Like, Adam, just at the situation, like, they, like they'll write what happened to them. They're like, are you serious? And you let this slide and you still did their wax? Mm-hmm. And you still did their eyelashes? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, it blows my mind. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Well, it's so hard when, I mean, you're in this environment where 
you're not getting paid unless you're working. Yeah. And so you want to attract everybody and you want every client to keep coming back. And so you kind of have a tendency to deal with things that you shouldn't deal with because you're like, Oh, but what if they, what if they come back? What if they have a referral? What if, what if, what if? And I, I learned that the clients that are giving you a difficult time usually aren't the clients that they're not the quality clients that you want. And they probably don't have quality friends that they're going to refer to you either. Exactly. It's kind of like you try to become a chameleon mm-hmm. and just like blend, blend into, into the situation, which is ridiculous. Yeah. To me, no money is that important. Yeah. No money is that important. No, I absolutely agree. And that's something that I had to learn as well. But it's just so sad when you look at some of the things that, or the things that, you know, people message us about on Spot Strong or email us about like the different problems that they're having. And it's, it's things like, oh, this client is always, always late. And what do I do about it? Or, oh, my manager um, won't enforce this policy, but I keep getting in trouble because then the client is doing X, Y, and Z. And I don't know what to do because my manager doesn't have my back. Yeah. Right. And it's, or like clients that try to steal from you or, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. Clients that will literally talk badly to you, whether it's to your face or over text message and start, it gets to like borderline harassment. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. The things that go on in this industry but nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Nobody's talking about why it's wrong. Yeah, as long as people don't talk about it, we just continue to exist. Right. And it's like, so that's why we want to talk about these things because I hate when I hear about a cute little esthetician being like, oh yeah, I, I'm i not making a lot of money because, you know, people come in and they're asking for discounts and, you know, I, I want them to come back and so I give them discounts, but now I can't afford my studio rent, so I'm not really sure what to do. Exactly. Well, what you should do is raise your prices and the clients who aren't willing to pay those prices, bye, like let them go because then that frees up time in your schedule for good quality clients who are willing to pay what they should pay. Exactly. And it's, it kind of comes down to what are you doing to advertise? Yeah. Like, are you taking, like, I don't want to, I don't want to rail off in the, you know, but it's like, I got it. You're in Groupon. You want to do all these all these discounts. Mm-hmm. You think it's the right thing to do. Oh my gosh. But then, Girl, been there. Yeah. But what are you doing to advertise? Have you done everything you think you need to do? And we have plenty of ways that we know that you can advertise and make great clients. Yeah. In tons of money. I'm not going to give them to you right now because I want you to keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, man. It's, it's, you know. We'll talk about them in later episodes. In later so episodes, exactly. But it's about like, Put yourself in a good position now. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so you don't have to count on fucking Groupon. I'm yeah. sorry I curse. <laughs> but Groupon, man, and, and, like, no disrespect to people that use it. It's good for a certain... Yeah, exactly. You used it, but, like, don't let that rule your business. Yeah, well, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying, that I, I didn't understand that I had options. And so I was like, oh, I don't know how to get clients. I don't know how to bring people in. I don't know how to open my mouth and put myself out there. So I'm just going to leave it up to Groupon to decide my fate. What? Are you kidding me? I look back now and I'm like, girl, get over here. I want to slap you. Like, what was I thinking? Because just like Royal said, there are so many different things that you can do to control 
who walks through your door and to control the quality of clients that come to you and the level of respect that they have for you and the professionalism that you have within your spa, whether you own the spa or whether you're just working in that treatment room or whatever it is. And so a lot of times I've been there, but people sell themselves short because they haven't had their eyes opened to their options. And then they kind of, I don't know, they're not taking the initiative to create a better life for their spa and for their career. And I, I've been there and I've done that and it is so, so bad. Um, but there's a couple things I do want to say about boundaries really, really fast before we move on to other things. I'm like the biggest, I love boundaries. I love Brene Brown. Oh, you're like, a fanatic. I'm a fanatic. And one thing that I loved about the police academy so much was that it was huge on boundaries. Like you tell your client, your client, you tell the suspect or the civilian or whoever it is, where they stand, what to do. You're the one who gives all the rules and all the directions. And if they disobey in any way, okay, well then you're going to handle it. And I know that it's 99 times out of 10, it's not going to be that level of urgency within your spa room. I'm not saying that it won't be because there have, there are situations where unfortunately people, estheticians have gotten taken advantage of within their facility or, you know, bad things can happen. Absolutely. But I think the majority of the time it's not that level of urgency. However, when it does happen, when it does happen, it's when it does happen, it's so much easier to enforce boundaries when you have already been enforcing them along the way, even on a small scale. If you have been letting clients know from the very, very beginning what is and isn't okay, then it's not like out of the blue and out of nowhere and out of practice for you when you're like, hey, I don't like what you're talking about right now and I'm going to change the subject or you know, whatever else it might be. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm not going out with you. I've already told you no, and we're gonna drop this now. Yeah. As opposed to being like, oh, well, uh, this is my client, and I don't wanna seem bossy, and I don't wanna seem mean, and so I must have done something to make them think that it's okay to hit on me, so I'm just not gonna say anything because I didn't say anything last time either, and now do I even have a right to say anything? Yeah, but see, because I've been there. Yeah, but if you don't say anything, then it gets down to like, oh, she never said nothing. I know. So you're saying I got a chance. Oh, <laughs> my God. You know, so, uh, <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. No, there's not you know, a chance. Not saying something is saying something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had such a great supervisor. Um, at my very first job out of aesthetic school and I had a situation with a client and it went on over the course of three different treatments and we'll talk about it more in depth later. But, um, I, uh, I went to her and I was like, Hey, this has been going on and I know it's probably my fault. I know I probably did something. I know I probably don't have a right to say anything now that it's already been three treatments and it's been going on. And she was like, are you kidding me, Melissa? You 100% have a right to say something. Nobody deserves to treat you like that. Nobody deserves to act, 
act that way around you, you are always allowed to say no. If you don't have the strength to say something, then you get up, walk out of the treatment room and come and get me. Pull me out of a treatment. Pull me out of my brain. I don't care. I will handle it for you. Get somebody who isn't afraid to say something. Yeah. If you can't. If you can't, exactly. And that's something that after that experience with her and even before I went into the academy, I decided right then and there that I was going to be that person for people, that I needed to learn how to stand up for myself, and that I was always going to be the person that somebody could go to if something happened to them. And like when I was teaching at the university, I had students come and talk to me that were like, hey, this happened on my date. Was that rape? Was that something? Like, how should I have handled that? And I was like, first of all, so grateful that they trusted me to come to me with such a horrible situation. But also, I mean, I remember I got up on my, I like stood up on my desk this one day because a student had come to me before a class and was talking to me about this topic. And I was just like, listen to me right now. Nobody is allowed to do anything that you are not 100% okay with. And if you need me to come and talk to them with you, if you need me to come and talk to the police with you, I don't care. I will always have your back no matter what. And I honestly feel the same way about y'all within the Spa Strong family because I know it's so hard to find your voice sometimes and it's so hard to stand up for yourself. Even if it's, obviously there's like extremes of rape and things like that that are going on. But even if it's something small, even if it's like, I know that I've been working here for so long. I'm such a great employee and I deserve a raise, but I don't know how to stand up for myself and I don't know how to talk about that. I will help you. Like, I don't even care. Send me a message. Like, I can give you some pointers of how you can direct that situation. That is what we're about here at Spa Strong. Royal's a police officer. If you have questions about crimes or whether or not something was a crime or how you should handle it. Please ask me. We want to help y'all. That is why we're doing this. So, okay, I'm gonna get off my soapbox because Um, but um <laughs> let's see. I mean, yeah, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, anything you guys um you know are afraid to discuss with anybody else, like we're here, I'm here, and um yeah, our goal is for you to be the person that somebody can go up and talk to because your spot's strong. And maybe they don't know it yet. Yeah. Or, or and they don't have it yet. You know, but that's why we want to reach everybody. Yes. We want to reach everybody so bad. Yeah. And, um, like, so, yeah. So tell your your esthetician friends, tell your esty besties about this podcast and about Spa Strong so that we can be a resource and we can reach everybody in this industry. Okay, we got to move on because we need to, we're diving in a little bit deep and we wanted to just touch on these boundaries so that we can do later episodes of deep diving, not okay. those boundaries, but these topics. Okay. We dive deep into later episodes. Right. But, um, so I did want to just read really fast. Let me see if I can find it. Um, okay. This was a quote by Alex Roboy, I think is how you say R-O-B-B-O-Y. Uh, setting boundaries will make others feel safe around you and allow you to feel safe in your environment. It is a way to exhibit self-respect thereby increasing the respect shown to you by others. Intact boundaries give measured protection to your body, thinking, feelings, and behaviors as you evaluate and assess the words and actions of other people in your life. I love this quote so much because I feel it truly applies to working as an esthetician and working in the spa industry in so many ways. 
setting boundaries will make others feel safe around you and allow you to feel safe in your environment. A lot of times people come in having never been to an esthetician before and maybe they're really nervous. They don't know what they're supposed to do. They don't know how to act. They don't know what to expect. And by you giving them guidance and letting them know, hey, this is how things work here and you're going to sit here and you're going to put your purse here and you're going to fill out this paperwork and blah, 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 that gives them some peace of mind. And that helps them feel at ease because they can see that you're in control, you're the professional, you are going to guide them on the skincare journey. It helps them see you as the authority and it helps them trust you more. Um, it is a way to exhibit self-respect. If you want to be treated like a professional, you need to act like a professional. And professionals have boundaries around their careers around, their businesses. Mm -hmm. And again, whether you own this business or you're working for somebody else on a commission basis or an hourly pay or whatever, it's still essentially your skincare practice. So if you wanna be treated as a professional, you need to act like a professional, you need to have policies, you need to have boundaries, you need to have procedures that you follow, that you stick to. Um, intact, uh, intact boundaries give a measured protection to your body, thinking, feelings, and behaviors. Well, we've already been talking about that a lot. Um, not only protecting your physical body, but also protecting yourself in the way that you think and not being just a chameleon who yeah. caves yeah. into any situation exactly. or doesn't have any kind of polarity. Not to say that you need to be like, I don't know, an extremist by any means, but that you're able to stay true to yourself and to your policies and your boundaries in whatever situation and with whatever personality walks through your treatment room doors. Um, yeah, so that's basically, I absolutely love that. And then I have to throw in a Bernie Brown quote really fast oh, because man. I so, love her so much. Stand by for the next few episodes, or like ever, because she is a Brene, Brene Brown freak. I love her yeah. so much. I just wish, like, I love Brene Brown because she said everything I wish I had known when I was going through my, like, quarter-life crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and figuring out who in the world I was and what I wanted to be. And so now, like, after that situation, I've been able to look back and really process so many of those things because at the time I was like, I'm blind and I'm in the dark and I don't know what's happening, but I got to figure it out on my own. So listen to Brene because she's amazing. Okay, the most compassionate people I interviewed also have the most well-defined and well-respected boundaries. They ask for what they need. They say no when they need to, and when they say yes, they mean it. They're compassionate because their boundaries keep them out of resentment. And this is a quote that I really want to dive deeper into on a later episode, but it's such a good one, and I'll break all of that down later, but we need to get over into balance. Let's talk about balance. All right. Balance. What does balance mean? I'm a Libra, so I'm like... I don't 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 balance. do that again, bro. <laughs> I don't I don't listen. To, I don't I know. Okay. But I don't don't hit me with the horoscopes. <laughs> I don't do none of that. That's literally all I know. I don't follow it very much. But somebody explained to me. They're like, "Oh, you're a Libra, so you like things balanced." And I was like, "Yeah, I guess." They're like, "You're a little OCD," and I was like, "Oh my gosh." See, it usually, yes, I usually, am a Libra. There's usually like two things a person will say. You'd be like, "Yo, that's right. That yes. is me." I don't know. That's me. I, I like things to be balanced, and I am a little bit 
Let's not say OCD. Let's say particular. Okay. I'm, that's a, being little gentle. I'm a little particular. I'm a, a Libra. And but you're like the the anti-Libra. What? Like the opposite of what a Libra is. Hey, man, I'm me. <laughs> I know, and I love you. All right. That's why we work out so well. Okay, so balance. I feel like this one is really important because, again, because of personal experience and things that I've seen other estheticians and um, aesthetic students struggle with throughout their careers. But when I opened my spa, I, I had my spa studio. I was teaching part-time at the university. Okay. So I was teaching two or three classes. I can't remember, um, but like three days a week. And then I was teaching part-time at the aesthetic school. This is all at one time. Right? Yes, this is all at once. Okay. Teaching part-time at the aesthetic school. That was every day. <laughs> and then I was also teaching like private courses and doing private mentorship programs and things like that at my studio on the weekends. And then like two months later from opening my spa, I started full-time at the aesthetic school. No, but that's the thing. <laughs> it's like I was broke. I, mean, I was making money, but not as much as I was making after I started I started setting boundaries, but I was miserable. That's crazy. Man. Oh my gosh. It was awful. And I was like, this, these are all good things. On paper, they were all good things because they were all things that um, helped me learn more about my industry and helped me improve my aesthetics and helped me connect with people every day through teaching. Teaching is the best, y'all. I love it so much. But I was so unhappy. I, I don't know if I went grocery shopping, like ever. And because, what? because I didn't have time. I so you just ate out. I would eat out. I did a lot of fast food, which that is costs horrible even for more than you going grocery shopping. Right. But yeah, you didn't even have time to go to the store. And exactly. Look. Yeah. So it was just like, Oh, I've got to do what's convenient and easy and simple. And so, I mean, that goes into not only balance, that goes into health as well. But, um, but I, I didn't go on any dates. I didn't go on any vacations. I have my vacation story that maybe you've heard if you listen to our podcast, I mean, our webinar, but I'll tell the vacation story later. Um, I had no social life. I had no time for self-care. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't read. I didn't do anything outside of work. What city were you in, by the way? When this was all happening? Yeah, I know the city, guys. What city were you in? Where were you living? I was living in. Speaking to the mic. <laughs> well, I was living in Sandy, Utah, which is right outside of Salt Lake City. Why? Nothing. It was just. And then I moved to LA, and my life got so much better. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> this was before I met Royal, y'all. Um, so I had no balance, and I was so unhappy. And what I found was that all I did, even though everything about my life was supposed to be helping my business. All it did was help me layer on resentment and frustration and exhaustion. I was so burned out. I was so tired all the time. I mean, how many hours a week was I working? Like, probably close to 80. I was going to say 70 or 80. I mean, it was crazy. And so I lost so much precious time because I became so resentful and burnt out that I just had no motivation to grow my business. 
And so I'd be talking to somebody who was like, oh yeah, I'm really looking for X, Y, and Z because my kid happens to have bad acne, blah, 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 blah. Not even knowing I'm an esthetician. And I'd be like, all right, cool, good luck. <laughs> because I didn't even want another client. Like I didn't want to find ways to advertise better. I didn't want to find ways to grow my business because I was so overwhelmed. And it was horrible. Like you have to have balance and self-care is another one that I'm really going to dive deep in later, but I'm sorry, ladies, self-care is not always, I mean, you might not just be ladies, ladies and gentlemen, self-care is not just like a bath bomb and a glass of wine. Sometimes self-care is so deep and ugly and mental, mental and emotional yeah. that you don't even want to dive into it. And so you put you drop in the bath bomb and you pour yourself the glass of wine to deflect from what it is that you really need to handle. You've got to really dive deep and ask yourself what you need as far as self-care goes. Because if you don't care for yourself, then you won't really find that balance and you won't be able to let go of resentment and you won't be able to let go of the guilt of not doing everything and saying yes to everything and being perfect about everything. Having balance allows you to maintain better boundaries in your life and it helps you to be healthy. Wait, before we move on to health, do you want to add anything to balance? Um, I think you hit it on the head. Okay. I think you really hit it on the head there. Because it all plays in. Like yeah. everything in your life plays. If you want to be better at your job, then you've got to be mentally and emotionally and physically balanced and you can't be lacking in one area if you want to improve another like if your social life sucks you're only going to do great at your job for so long because eventually you'll start like your heart and your soul will know that it's missing out on wonderful beautiful things yeah you need to spread the love absolutely on, on everything I'm saying Absolutely. like you need a little bit of fun. You need a little bit of this. Like it's like imagine balance is your full body. You cut off one of the legs. Oh yeah. Like you're just tipping over. Right. It needs every like it needs to work out. Everything needs to work out. Exactly. Balance helps with boundaries. Mm -hmm. Balance helps with health, safety, fun, all this stuff. Yeah. So balance is like key. Absolutely. Like balance is key. Absolutely. So health. Let's talk about being healthy as estheticians. Um, well, with as many hours as you were working before, you weren't healthy. I was not healthy no, at all. Okay. And not even to mention, like, okay, at the when I was teaching at the aesthetic school, I was standing pretty much all day. But my working at my spa and teaching at the university, I was sitting a lot. But, like, working at my spa, I was sitting. Y'all know what I'm talking I'm about. Your over. shoulders are hunched over. Because oh, yeah. I did primarily lash extensions and chemical pills. Those were my two main money makers. And lash extensions are horrible for your body. Not only for like your musculoskeletal frame. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, y'all. But also for your your breathing in the fumes from the adhesive all day. Um, you're breathing in your clients' air all day by just sitting there being over them. I've gotten sick from clients. Have you? I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. I'm sure that you was a rhetorical question. <laughs> um, but uh, but I lost my train of thought because now I'm all worked up about how bad it is for your body. Oh, so I was like hunched over. I was sore all the time. Fortunately, I never had issues with my hands aching, but I would get on the esthetician forums 
and see y'all out there just talking about like, is there anything you could do to make my hands stop hurting so bad? How do I make this stop? And I'm so glad I didn't have that. I had that when I was at my first job with my laser, my um, laser center. But we just put our bodies through so much abuse. And I understand that there's that pressure because as estheticians, for the most part, we're trading time for money. So if we're not working on a client, then we're not making money. But you have to do something to balance that. Exactly. Like yoga. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, you don't even yoga. Yoga. Oh, so I, I, one of my clients was a physical trainer and she was a yoga instructor. And we started trading. And whenever she came in, we would book extra time into her appointment. Because when I was done with her lashes, then we'd move my table aside and she'd take me through yoga stretches. For real? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Oh. Yeah. I figured it was her, but I didn't uh -huh. know. Okay. Yeah. So hi, Laura Lee, by the way. I know. Hi, Laura Lee. We love you. But whatever, um, whatever I needed, like if I was sore in my neck and shoulders, if I was sore in my hips, like whatever it was, she was so in tune and she's like, okay, you've got to handle this. But my problem was that I would do it when she was there telling me to do it. And I wasn't responsible mm -hmm. about making time in my schedule to take care of myself. So you don't even get really progress, progression. Right. Because you're only doing it when you see her. What, I don't know, is that every two weeks or every month, three weeks? I would see her once a week. Like once a week? Yeah. Yeah, once a week for how long? We like would work out minutes? for, no, we'd work out for like 45 minutes or an hour. Oh, really? After? Yeah. Because it was a trade. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you need more than that. I know. So my um, when we were in Redondo Beach, I went to an amazing CrossFit CrossFit gym, CrossFit three one zero. If you ever go to Redondo Beach, either start going there or drop in there. But Coach Chris, he is the absolute best. And um, I went through. We were in an accident, Royal and I, um, November of last year, and my neck and shoulders were all messed up from it. And uh, when I started going back to the gym, he. I would come in and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sore. I spent like 10 hours at my computer writing the book. Like I had all this stuff I had to work on, blah, 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 blah. And I'm so, so sore now. And finally one day he was like, Melissa, I understand that you have things that you're responsible for and you have things you need to do, but you need to be responsible for your body and you need to start scheduling in time to take a break and move. And if you, it needs to be every hour, do it every hour. If it needs to be every two hours, whatever it is that your body actually needs, you need to give it to your body. Yeah. And so it really opened my eyes and I felt really like, oh, stupid. <laughs> like, you're right. Oh my gosh. Here I am. I'm going to the gym and I'm trying to make my body better, but I'm slowing down my progress because I'm not taking care of my body on a regular basis. Exactly. And as estheticians, that's something that we need to do. We need to be scheduling in time to take care of ourselves. And I know that's so hard because we're like, oh my gosh, but if I don't take this 15 minute lunch break, which is not a lunch break, that's just a break. But if I don't take this 15 minute lunch break, then I could do a Brazilian wax real quick and make $65. Yeah, but then you won't last. <laughs> I know, exactly. Like you literally that's won't last, you won't survive. That's the thing, you won't survive. You've got to take time to feed yourself. You've got to take time to go to the bathroom. I remember I would just not drink water because if I didn't drink water, then I wouldn't have to pee. And if I didn't have to pee, I wouldn't have to take time away from my clients. That is crazy to me. I know. But that I is know ridiculous. I'm not the only one out there. It's so unhealthy. And that's something that's such a huge problem. 
we do not take good enough care about ourselves in this industry. And we're going to dive deeper into that um, in later episodes, of course. But so there's there's one of them for you. Health. You've got to take care of yourself. Yeah, health, oh, my gosh. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. That's yeah, true. baby. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, okay. The last one is safety. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this one. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You, you let, well, I don't know. I'm going to go deep. So why don't you start first okay. and let me know where I need to stay. Okay. Yeah. So safety is something that can be looked at on a lot of different levels. Uh, there's physical safety. There's mental safety. There's emotional safety. Preach. There's um, safety for yourself. There's safety for your clients. There's safety for, you know, if you have employees, for your employees, for your coworkers, whatever it is. There's also safety um, that can be compromised by other people. There's safety that can be compromised by mistakes that you make. There's safety that can be compromised by natural disasters or by illness. Like their safety is such a deep one. And um, we really feel strongly about all of them. Mm, I, I do care about your clients. Being safe, of course, of course, of course. We care about you being safe, though. But we that's really care about that's, that's y'all it. being safe. That's like hitting the nail on the head. Because listen, y'all, I have been there, and I know how horrible work can be if you don't feel safe. Whether that's physically safe, emotionally safe, mentally safe. Whether you feel like there's a client that there's just something off, off this dude. and you or, don't or, 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 or and you yeah, don't yeah. like it and but you don't really know exactly how to put your finger on it or how to handle it or if you don't feel safe within your work environment because you don't feel supported or um like you're part of the team or whatever it is i mean i have scenarios that i could dive into about all of these that i experienced and it's it's devastating and it's debilitating to feel like you don't have control over your personal safety or to feel like you should have control, but you don't have the tools and you don't know where to start because it's one thing for somebody to be like, Oh, don't let anybody hit on you. Okay. But how, yep. well, what steps do you take? I mean, do you What's just the process? Exactly. Like, and what level, what ways are hitting on and yeah, what does that mean? Like, exactly? What's the first step? It might not always be so blatantly obvious. And like he asked me out and I felt uncomfortable, but he asked me out and I didn't. So where's the line? What's the boundary? Yeah. There's so much gray area. But then also like, do you just go straight to like pulling out your concealed handgun and shooting somebody? Or do you, are there levels in between? <laughs> like, See? do you have de-escalation t- tips and techniques available to you in your tool bag. That's what I like to call verbal judo. Verbal judo. Yeah. The, the crazy thing about this, about this topic, mm-hmm. is that a lot of people are going to be listening to this. And we're gonna, when we get to this portion, a lot of people are, are going to think we're just crazy. Because nobody talks about safety. No. Nobody talks about, like, yeah, like you said, pulling out your handgun and shooting somebody. Um like for flirting with you, or whatever. No, you wouldn't do that. I'm sure no. a person's gonna be like, "Oh, that's crazy!" Like she went so totally she went so far. Extreme. Yeah, but <laughs> but if you don't have any other tools available to you, you're either gonna go to the extreme or do nothing. Exactly. And that's the problem is that you're like, "Well, he's flirting with me, and the only thing I know to do to defend myself is like pull out my taser." Or but it, this situation doesn't really warrant that kind of response. But I don't know what else to do, so I'm going to do nothing yeah, and well, keep my mouth yeah, shut. And for some people listening, that that, that that they're thinking, 
a tailor? Who needs that? Why would we need that for? A gun? Jesus, are you like, are you sure? Like, why do we need that? You have no idea. Oh my God. You have no idea. We'll dive into all these topics, don't worry. But whether you feel good about carrying a handgun or if that's something that you would legally be able to do, because we're all about being legal. Like, if you're going to carry a firearm, it needs to be legally registered to you. You need to be in a state where you're legally able to do that. Like, we are not recommending that anybody just go and buy a gun at a pawn shop and carry it in your front waistband and just go sling it. Like, that is not what we're saying at all. Whether it's a legally licensed concealed handgun, whether it's a taser, whether it's OC or pepper spray or, you know, whatever it might be, we're, we're talking about tools available to you to keep yourself safe. And you have, you should have different levels of tools available to you. Obviously, the self-defense tools are on the extreme side. But like we were saying, if all you know is that extreme side, then that's either what you're going to use or you're not going to use anything at all. Exactly. And, and in both scenarios, you're screwed. Right. Because you went to the extreme or right. did nothing. Right. Which is also an extreme. Yeah, which is an extreme. So yeah. we want, part of what we want to do with Spa Strong is helping you understand your options. That there are steps that you can take to de-escalate a situation. There are things that you can look for or things you can know or try. People you can talk to, understanding when something constitutes as a crime, when it doesn't, understanding if and when you should get management involved, if and when you should end a treatment, if and when you need to um, move locations because where you're working just isn't safe. I mean, there are so many things that go on. When I was working at my studio, both of my locations, I was usually the first person to arrive and the last person to leave. And in the winter months, I mean, it is pitch black outside. It's dark and I'm by myself. There's one car in the parking lot and there's big windows in the front and anybody could have driven by and seen me walking along, locking up and known that I was by myself. That is not safe, but I feel like that's pretty standard. Like a lot of estheticians, we're hardworking. We want to put in as many hours as we possibly can. We start booking early and we stop booking late. Yeah. And then we're by ourselves and that's not safe. It's not safe. Um, so your safety is huge. Physical safety is huge. Also mental and emotional safety. Um, understanding how to have crucial conversations with whether that's clients or coworkers or management, understanding that you are allowed to say what needs to be said so that you can protect yourself and protect your practice and your boundaries and your working environment. I've had things happen with managers that I, I should have had a conversation with them about it mm -hmm. because things they did kept me from feeling mentally, emotionally safe in that environment, but I didn't know how to do it. Gotcha. I didn't know how to handle it. And so my response was to withdraw. And I stopped caring about my job. I stopped caring about my students. I stopped putting in, I mean, that's a lie. I never stopped caring about my students. I love my students. But the point is that I didn't put in the effort or have the like um, motivation that I should have had. So I showed up every day and I did my job, but that was kind of it. 
And then I didn't last very long either. And then I, I resigned because I didn't feel safe, but I also didn't have the tools available to me to be proactive and change that situation. Right. I kept waiting for the manager to like figure it out and come and apologize to me. She wasn't going to do that. She probably, if I, I mean, it's been years, you know, but if I brought it up to her when I did resign and let her know like, Hey, this is part of the reason she probably would have been like, Oh, I don't even remember that. Why don't you just say something? But I was so timid and I was so um, unprepared that I didn't know what to do. Gotcha. And you need to have different tools in your tool belt. We want you, you, have you heard that saying, you can't draw water from an empty well? It's like, if you take time to learn about how to be prepared to handle these certain situations or how to um, have a plan for what you might do if X, Y, and Z arises, then you're going to be able to handle it so much better than if you are faced with a situation and you just draw a complete blank. And that may include listening to this podcast, taking our courses, reading our book. It may include, you know, other trainings or certifications that you could go through. Um, Maybe taking self-defense courses, maybe reading the book, Crucial Conversations. Like there are so many things that you can do to educate yourself so that you can be better prepared when a situation arises. Yeah. But you know, what would help with safety is if you got your boundaries in order. Yeah. Huge, absolutely. Yeah, if you have your boundaries in order, it'll correlate. That's the correct word, right? Exactly. Yeah, to, yeah to safety. Mm-hmm. And that, and just having boundaries. If you just, if you have nothing else, mm-hmm. if you have boundaries and balance, mm-hmm. and you don't, and you're, and you're crappy on the health part, you're crappy on the safety part. The, but, but you wouldn't be because you'd have boundaries and balance. Oh, yeah. Hello. But you know where I was going. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, the, yeah. So, I guess health and safety are kind of redundant. So, let's just delete them. I'm just kidding. What? I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm kidding. Health and safety are still part of this. We're keeping them forever. Yeah. Along with boundaries and balance. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. Just if you get those two down, the other two will fall into place. I love it. That's absolutely right. By nurturing your skills with boundaries and with balance, then you're, you'll automatically be better with your health and your safety. And by focusing on your health and your safety, then you're automatically reinforcing your balance and your boundaries. Ooh, I like it. Look at our brains go around. I know. I like it. I feel smart. I feel smart too. I hope y'all feel smart too. Um, so we're going to wrap this episode up, but those are, that's what Spot Strong is about. Yeah, I like I like today's episode. It was good. It was good. We got to dive a little deep, not too deep. We're gonna dive. You got on a few soapboxes. We're gonna dive deeper. Oh boy. Soon, yeah. so keep listening. Stay tuned, uh, and of course, follow us on Instagram at Spot underscore Strong. So by the boundaries and aesthetics book. book. Yes. By yours truly, Melissa Ellis. That's right. Well. I'm yours truly. Oh, but I was I was leaning over. You know what, man? She, man, all right, man. <laughs> buy the book. <laughs> yeah, the book talks about all of these things, and it dives deeper into these topics. You can find the book at our website, which is www.spa-strong.com. It's in our shop page, and yeah, the book talks about five ways that you can set and preserve appropriate boundaries within your aesthetics practice. So it definitely focuses on boundaries, but it does touch on balance, health, and safety as well. So, okay. Yeah. This has been good. 
We love y'all. We're so happy to be doing this podcast for y'all. And leave us a comment, send us a DM if there's anything that you want us to cover, if you have any questions. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.